Oh boy. This is it's a it's a happening. It's a, this is wild. We're gonna at some point. I know he's just gonna he's gonna just like hit the call button and then Travis will be he, into the he, call. He who he he who he who he. Well, you start the podcast. You're about to complain about a book where you don't know who any of the characters are, I, and you start the podcast going, "He's going to call pronouns, <laughs> pal." Like, what's happening here? He who will call? Yes. <laughs> 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 Travis Webb may appear on this podcast. Travis Webb. Wait, I don't think so. I, I, I think he might. He will he'll appear on our Facebook call. What you seem to not understand about the technology that we're using is we are recording oh, this in Audacity while talking on Facebook. That's right. He, no one... So Travis will just be a ghost on the call. <laughs> like, like the ghosts we see on the first page of this issue, the, sort of. Yeah, the ghosts that we see on the page of the issue. No one, no one will hear him. I, you're right. Correct. <laughs> no one will hear him. <laughs> Yeah. So, well, um, oh, yeah, I, we are, I, you've, I have to do some traveling. So we decided to pick books that I know lots about already yeah. that I don't have to do research on. You picked us at least too much dinners. research. I, I, I think, uh, well, we've got a lot. We're going to do 10 books, 10 from the same franchise, 10 books, actually maybe 11. Cause we're doing an annual too. 11. We're doing. We're okay. So, just so everyone knows, we're 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 going to be doing uh, the Stranger Things uh, eleven countdown uh, to Stranger Things. No, no, oh. we're not doing that. Oh, no, okay. Uh, I thought that's what we were doing. We're doing all the. Uh, no, no, no. We're oh. doing the future X Men. Oh, future X Men. Okay, that's what we're doing. We're doing the future X Men that were created before the f- X Men. Before the X Men. Okay, uh, that's what we're doing. So it's, the X Men were really their future. The the future's past of the X Men. Uh, the future's last. No. 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 Oh, no. Okay. The future's before. No. Oh. But we are going to in this run read one of the top 100 comic stories of the 20th century. Top 100. So. Pew, 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 pew. Hype yeah. Horn. Well, I mean, that's that's at least cool. I'm going to give you at some point you will get some quality reading. Yeah. Quality. And some quality art. I just don't know if it's going to be the first issue. I'm excited. I'm excited. But that's okay. Um, you have to work up to these things. That's true. And I think, I think you know, we didn't know what was happening with the X Men before we read Giants. Well, you did, but I didn't. That- and this time, I'm making you read what came before the really high quality story. Uh, yeah, and and honestly, I I'm gonna say uh, for this issue that we're covering, I I enjoyed what I read. That's fair. And uh, so we are on Legion of Superheroes, Volume Two, Number Two Eighty Four. And if you go back through this book's history, it was named Superboy in the Legion of Superheroes. Super it was boy. named Superboy before that. And the le- it was a weird numbering thing. Uh, now every book starts at number one, right? Number 100 one. A hundred times. Yeah. And in this case, they just kept renumber. They just kept numbering it on through. So the book just would change titles. And they eventually the Legion of Superheroes kicked Superboy out of his own book and they started Superboy at number one. I, I, I don't think they, they reference Superboy, but is there a Superboy in this issue? Uh, well, there's not because they kicked Superboy out of his Well, okay, so... <laughs> not the exact issue before this, but two issues before this, there's a lot of Superboy and... Whoo! Um, uh... I, I might bring up some of those issues for you as you as we go through the book. I, okay. I want to go through. I want to go through the book because I bet you're going to bring things up that prompt me to talk about some of those okay. issues a little okay. bit. So I think that'll be good, similar to how we did the X Men and, yeah. and Cyclops and Beast yeah. and uh, yeah, Superboy. Uh, they actually kicked Superboy out of the book, and then editorial brought Superboy back. Uh-huh. And you know when editorial brings a character back, but the writer doesn't really want to bring them back. Yeah. Yeah. To kill him? Uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> they did not kill. Oh. They don't kill Super. No, no. We John Byrne kills Superboy. Yes. Yeah, that it, by eliminating him from the universe in Crisis, and then later Paul Levitz kills Superboy in a Legion story. But that's way far way away. In that's the future. Like, that's like that's like you know five six years from now. That's in Legion of Superheroes number thirty, volume three, number thirty eight. If you're looking for my encyclopedic knowledge of the Legion of Superheroes. Does stand not, out here. Does not happen here. Yeah, it does not happen here, but it, it does. It does eventually happen, but it's like a pocket universe Superboy, which is confusing. And then we have the Superboy that comes back after Superman dies, and as Connell, and then 
you know, it's just, but honestly, like, uh, as far as Superboy is concerned, Superboy really never makes it past Crisis because you get like the weird, you get the weird Superboy series because they do the television show in the early 90s that matches up with that, Mm -hmm. but it's not in continuity. And then you get Connell and that's pretty much like the Superboy you get until you get John Kent. I like it when he's like, don't touch my bunny. And, and they're on the airplane, and it's like, it's so crazy. It's so wild. I have really no idea what oh, you're talking about. Oh, that's Con Air. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I, that's uh, not Con L. Uh, Con Air. I, I got him confused. Well, anyway, we have a cover, and we have what looks like the ship from Wet Red Dwarf. Yeah, it does. <laughs> uh, getting blown up. Uh, we have a cover clearly marked that Pat Broderick and Romeo Tangal have done the cover because their names are huge. Yes. <laughs> on the cover. And we've got Legion of Superheroes number 284. And since I know you have no idea who any of these characters are, I will tell you who's on the cover. That's Don Starr with the wings. Uh-huh. That's Element Lad in his Cockrum era green and black, which is going to be cool as we go through these. some of these two. You're going to see some costume changes. Okay. A lot of these folks are still Cockrum and Grell, though, which is really interesting. And we get Lightning Lad in his uh, Cockrum Grell era costume. Mm-hmm. We get Sunboy in his original Silver Age costume, which pretty much doesn't change until the five years later Legion, no. which is that's an enduring long term costume. Uh, we get a Timberwolf, Wolver Timber, Wolver Timberwolf, Timberwolf. <laughs> In his orange and black, one of his orange and black variation costumes uh, with the ear hair. Is he eating apples and, again? Yeah. And that's Light Lass, who is, is Lightning Lad's sister uh-huh. there. As you'll learn, she makes things super lightweight, which is a super exciting power. Super cool. Yeah. You'd think Light Lass might be to light things up. Yeah. But no, they have Sunboy for that. You know, I see. you don't need two of them. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and. Uh, we'll go into a dissertation on each of these characters later, okay. but I'll, I'll save that for the podcast as we go. Uh, and then we get an MPC car model on the front cover, so interior. Starting out with the advertisements. Yeah. And then we get uh, and we get a page where we get some statues. And there is a Legion of Superheroes podcast uh, that I will shout out called the Legion of Substitute Podcasters. Mm-hmm. They have a drinking game, and every time they see Legion statues of dead Legionnaires, they have to take a shot. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So fortunately, I'm saving you tonight because we might have had to take a few shots right oh. here to start the podcast. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh. Well, we got three statues, so I feel like that would be three shots, don't you? Probably. And... We find out, uh, it says, from many worlds they come, each with distinctive power and a burning desire for adventure. Together they are the stuff which the 30th century's greatest legend is formed, a legion of superheroes. And we start with the Hall of Heroes, and we get three dead legionnaires. Uh, one is Chemical King. That's the one in front there. He died saving the Earth from a world war. Ooh. Yeah, I, I have the issue. I kind of cried when I read it the first time may have read it a few times a few times yeah i was i was i was not a big child when i read that issue <laughs> uh there's in, the original invisible kid and pharaoh lad not to be confused with iron man mm-hmm. he actually could change his body into iron oh he died saving the earth from a sun eater oh. saving the universe same the, the solar system and invisible kid i don't want to talk about he how he died he got shocked by validus it was pretty lame oh that's lame was he invisible at the time uh, partially. Oh. And he's being squished by Validus's hand and shot by lightning from his brain. So oh, dang. Validus is a villain, by the way. Yeah, I kind of imagine so. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, we don't know. And we're starting fresh, so I'm giving you some history on characters. Like, why are you giving me so much history, Dan? Well, you're going to have to shut me up. We're, we're going to need it, though. I don't know that we need it with these characters. Oh, okay. so it's an interesting start. Okay. Um, but the reason it's interesting, because we have a guy in a blue dark hair and a blue outfit yeah and he says it's time i got out of this line of work before i end up bronzed like these guys oh he's gonna retire yeah it it sounds like it he's he's got his legion flight ring there and he's flipping it up in the air Mm -hmm. and we quickly find out on the next page that that's bouncing boy and uh one of the characters that shows up in every cbr's top 
10 of lamest superheroes. Because he bounces? Yeah, that's his power. <laughs> I think some writers have done some cool things with his power over time, but yeah, I mean, that is his power. He can make himself bigger and bounce. It's a good power. And there's his wife, Duo Damsel. What does she do? You want to guess her power? She, she duos? <laughs> she do, She turns into two things? Yes, she can She can become two two ladies. Two things at once? Yes. Whoa. Uh, in, in Legion fandom, some people suggest that Bouncing Boy is the luckiest Legionnaire. I mean, there is... Okay, uh, honestly, I, all I'm thinking is uh, the end of Office Space. <laughs> mm-hmm. One million dollars. Five million dollars. <laughs> well, and that's... I think uh, we get them and the two characters, they... they uh, they got written out of the book once before. Yeah. By getting, because uh, when legionnaires marry, they're no longer eligible to be legionnaires. Yeah. Greg's getting a fax from 1910. Come from the website. That's fantastic. Now Greg is answering the fax. Hello. Greg, you know you don't answer faxes. Like, they just come in paper form. It's pretty fantastic. You know, if you answer faxes, it doesn't work very well. It does not work very well. <laughs> yeah. It just beeps at you. So, anyway, uh, we have Bouncing Boy and Do Example, Damsel, and it looks like they're about to retire. And uh, what I'll just say about this scene, because you haven't commented on it, is uh, Paul Levitz is writing this book, so we didn't give a rundown. We've got Paul Levitz, Pratt, uh, Pat Broderick, and Romeo Tangal on inks, mm-hmm. we mentioned, like, as the, as the crew here. Yeah. And I think one of the things Paul Levitz is doing is... Not to give credence to the CBR articles, but he's writing two characters out of the book immediately that he doesn't want to write. Gotcha. And he's, it's pretty much, that's pretty well known in both from him and Legion lore. However, it makes me kind of sad because I feel like he actually does a pretty good job giving these two so a little bit of characterization to open the story. Yeah, yeah. It makes you like, oh, hey, what's going to happen with them? No, they're gone. <laughs> yeah, they're gone <laughs> immediately. They literally bounce. they do stay in the story a little bit though five pages (laughs) yeah well they they you know they they hang out at the mission monitor board later yeah it's important yeah the uh well now we get uh what happens in a lot of legion scenes is we get uh, a meeting oh a meeting around the octagon meetings are very exciting i mean when you i don't you think in the 30th century you have a lot of administrative duties if you run a team of like 25 people yeah yeah i mean i I, any any kind of uh i I would say a corporate situation they're they're a corporate superhero group they uh they they have meetings uh everybody in their day jobs has meetings you have to attend meetings all the time i mean uh this meeting probably could have been an email yeah, it's possible. I mean, uh, Lightning Lad announces that Shadow Lad, uh, any word from Superboy. <gasps> Superboy. And they're referring to a couple issues ago from the Reflecto saga. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm just going to... Anyway, it was a, a long story. Like, Superboy ended up being a thing, but not a thing. And then it was Ultra Boy. And it just, it was... Uh, uh, like, it happened... And notice they quickly reference here and run away. Uh-huh. Uh, Roy Thomas was writing the book at the time. I see. Uh, he tried to bring a story back from the... He tried to reference something that was referenced in the Silver Age, like Roy Thomas does. Mm-hmm. And by the end of the the multi-part story, they had enlisted Paul Levitz to go ahead and help finish up the story so they could transition writers. Uh. It... Uh, that's how well that went over. You think Roy Thomas, right? Like, boy, the Legion lucked out, right? Yeah. Roy Thomas on a team book. What could go wrong, right? Yeah. No, perfect. Perfect pairing. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Whew. I love some Roy Thomas. And, uh, yeah, but not loving ever what he did with the Legion. It, yeah. So, anyway, we're referring back to another story. And they get on to talking about membership. And we've got Wildfire here, who's just, uh, he's kind of the resident jerk of the Legion. Is he, he's, he can't, he kind of comes off like a hothead, no pun intended. Yeah. Well, and then Sunboy too, yeah. who 
becomes also the second resident jerk of the Legion over time. But we're not talking about the future right now, so we're only introducing these characters to you. Uh, one of the thing, one of the reasons this is a good starting off point for Legion is because Paul Levitz is just taking over the writer, and he's actually giving some of the characters some characterization mm-hmm. that they didn't necessarily have before. I see. And he starts building on it. So you're getting the very beginning as a writer to see like how he does some of the characterization. And he characterization, he does build off some of the past, right? But also starts to build characterization with characters that didn't necessarily have much characterization in the past. And this is a start of sort of building Sunboy's characterization, uh, as infamous as it becomes later. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Uh, that that I almost made a joke that's too off color. <laughs> Uh, our, our podcast which yeah so i'm gonna keep y- it listeners you'll just have to guess what what uh famous celebrity i'd be comparing Sunboy to mm. so we get to the next page and bouncing boy bounces in and stops the fight between wildfire and Sunboy because they're fighting out of nowhere for no reason yeah. apparently uh, but honestly if you had to go to meetings wouldn't you just pick fights with your teammate i mean oh, yeah. th- these are all early 20s guy kids right right they they're they're not they're not processing all their their thoughts and their actions the most uh, adult way. Yeah. Well, and the, you know, originally Legion Legion was supposed to be teenagers in the 30th century, right? Mm-hmm. So it, that does make sense. It does it does process. And they're super powered, so they you know they they do things poorly. <laughs> and Lightning Lad is basically stressed out and yelling at everyone. And then we have this big giant guy named Block. Mm-hmm. What did you think of Block so far here? He rocks. He rocks. <laughs> uh, that that was really clever. I, I was I was looking for how the character was being built, but you know, hey, he rocks works. Uh, he's. I mean, I I wouldn't mess with him. He's pretty sturdy. Yeah, he looks and and slow perhaps. It may, Is that maybe slow and steady? Slow and steady wins the race. Yeah. Well, we get an emergency happening, and we flash into outer space to Medicus One. Oh. And I, one of the things I, I really love about Legion is Encyclopedia Galactica. <laughs> yeah. Which is funny now, because encyclopedias don't really exist unless it's Wikipedia, right? Right. Kids don't understand the... the, the um the the need for these giant giant books the britannica <laughs> but levitt's used encyclopedia galactica pretty consistently throughout his you know five six year run mm-hmm. with the legion uh it, it it was it was cool like it, whenever he would go to a new play go to a new planet or they go somewhere they just flash up in the narrator's box encyclopedia galactica and tell you about it which is pretty smart i like it i think it, it, i thought it was kind of funny i giggled at it I was like, oh, that's pretty cool, and I, I like the I like the design of the space station. Um, as you know, a space person, I like space stuff. I I really I really dig it. It's a really cool design. <laughs> yeah, I think you know the Broderick art's all right. You know, yeah. it's I think it's um, I I honestly I don't know. There is something that doesn't sit right with me on it. Maybe it's Tangal's inks, mm-hmm. but I think the layouts are cool. Is it not like? Um, detailed enough, or yeah, it's not super clean. I think that's it. Yeah, gotcha. I mean, yeah, it it kind of looks like it's it it could just use a little more darkening here and there, but in the line, but you know, I like it. And I read both. I pulled up in the original and read the refresh. I read like I'm reading out of a trade too, so kind of looking at it both I ways. See. But. Yeah, I don't know. Well, anyway, we've got these folks, and they show up, and these are organ leggers. So it's an organ legger. Well, I bet they're gonna steal organs. They oh. are at a hospital. Oh my gosh! There. Oh. Was there a thing in the '80s for like stealing organs? I don't know. I, or smuggling. I think it was like the precursor to like all the things that are gonna happen like later on. The, uh, uh, um, the the stories that would go around, you know, like, Hey, if you wake up in a bucket of ice or in a bathtub of ice, don't, you know, call 911, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. But like I, that, I, I kind of had a feeling like, Hey, this is like a, this is a very, like, it's a heist story, uh, set at a hospital where they're, you know, hospital ship where they're going in to steal some, some goods. 
Well, and now we just lay in buckets of ice for fun, bathtubs of ice oh, for fun. Yeah, like, I mean, some people do. I do. It's I, awesome. You do. <laughs> Try it. I, you know, I just can't do it. I, I, I do, I do like to put ice on things that hurt. I just don't like to lay in a bath of ice. It's just, I don't find that. Oh, it's, it's awesome. Mm. Ice water. It's great. Mm. Yeah. No. Well. Anyways. We find out that there are two legionnaires that uh, the organ leggers, I guess, don't luck out because there are two legionnaires there already. Oh. And we have Timberwolf and Lightlass here. And Light Timberwolf. Up. I don't know what's with these globes on their head. <laughs> I, you know, it, it's to help with the, the you know, atmosphere and the pressure and all that stuff, maybe, right? <laughs> maybe so. I don't know. It's not my favorite art choice. <laughs> Because literally on the next page... They don't need him? <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, no, they still oh, have still... She still has it. Yeah. But you can see but... they broke that one open on the, the organ legger, and the organ legger's down. Yeah. Well, and... Yeah, did they kill him? I think like, so. You can't kill people in the Legion, so that would be I, bad. I think I, it was, uh, you know, things happen. <laughs> bad, bad things happen to bad people. <laughs> I guess, but, like, the Legion, uh, they get like kicked out if they kill people so hopefully that guy's not dead maybe he's just sleeping he's taking a nap hopefully none of these folks are dead they're taking they're probably all just sleeping, sleeping. <laughs> it's like po- they got hit very it's like, hard it's like when you play pokemon your pokemon never die they just they just go to sleep well light lass <laughs> is is upset because timberwolf is jumped into battle like he normally does mm-hmm. and she's like trying to figure out where he's going and she's like oh yeah well probably past all these knocked out bodies and then we get a meanwhile. Meanwhile, back at the ranch. The uh, the organ leggers are making off into their ship with organs, and here comes uh, you got uh, here comes three legionnaires. You got Wildfire, Ultra Boy, and Dawnstar. Mm-hmm. Dawnstar can fly anywhere in space and track anything, so that's why she's there. Oh, that's cool. Uh, Wildfire's powers seem pretty self-explanatory so far, right? Yeah. It's got. And then Ultra Boy. Wildfire. Uh, who they give you an editor's note we probably should take a drink every time an editor mentions that ultra boy can only use one power at a time okay if we were gonna play a drinking game i don't think that's in the other podcast drinking game either so i think we're good (laughs) we can just make up our own drinking game and share it with them ultra boy can only have one power at a time yeah well he uses his ultra energy you see ah so he's using ultra energy to fly yeah don't you know all about ultra energy i don't Okay. How does he get Ultra Boy? Well, maybe someday I'll tell you all about Ultra Boy. Okay. (laughs) But not today. He's like underpowered Superman. Uh, yeah. (laughs) Basically. (laughs) Basically, he's like Superman if Superman can only use one power at a time. Uh, uh, I'm only... I can't... I haven't leveled up, guys. Come on. Yeah. I'm only fifth level. Well, and and what's like he can he he can't use super strength, or he can't use invulnerability and super strength at the same time. So, my sort of question is, how does he like not break his hand? That that's a good question. That's why he has. That's why he he's got uh, got his uh, wildfire with him. Right, he's blasting people with his anti matter. Yeah, so he 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 brings his tank. And his mage. <laughs> yeah, and they got the tracker there. Yeah, so, so we're we're good. Yeah. But they 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 make quick work of the organ lakers, is that fair? Yeah. Okay. It's it's They rock them. <laughs> and then we get the flash in Marathon Madman. I honestly okay, I'm not gonna lie. I read this and I thought, oh hey, this is a weird cutaway story in here. And I was like, okay, I read this like it was an actual part of the comment. And I was like, son of a, it's a freaking hostess ad. It got me again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And as this story twists and turns, meanwhile, back on Earth. I was so mad. <laughs> if you're not, well, it does sort of make sense the way this story goes, because it's like two panels of, or two pages of something, and then you're back in something else, right? Yeah, and, and I was like, okay, well, that's weird. They have a weird cutaway to a Flash story. Okay, I, I mean, it's DC, sure, whatever, okay. Hostess ad, son of a... <laughs> well, we've got Bouncing Boy and Duo Damsel at the Mission Monitor Board. Hey, they're back. They didn't go. 
And hey, you've been waiting. Yeah. You, you know who this is, right? It, you've been waiting. I know who we, it is. How many podcasts have we done? A lot. We've uh, yeah. since the beginning of like for 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 four years. I'm like, hey, can we do? We should do a Karate Kid episode. No, Greg. No, no, we're not gonna do Karate Kid. No. And then I flip to this page. Boom, Karate Kid. Awesome. <laughs> well, what I did say is I'm not doing issues from the Karate Kid maxi series. Okay, fair, fair. We we are going to get a whole Karate Kid issue here in a couple of issues okay. soon. So your wish is going to happen. We get we get Karate Kid on a page. <laughs> yeah, and he's like he's talking to Bouncing Boy. He's talking to Bouncing Boy and Duo Zamzel, and he's like. He's just mentioning that him and Princess Projectora are going to be out of touch for a while. Mm-hmm. They're going to be on the very backwards planet of Orlando. They're going to Orlando? Wow. Man. Yeah. And they it's 1981, and we're referencing... It's actually 19... Well, cover date 82, 1981, right? And we're referencing a series that ended in the DC implosion in the 70s. Uh-huh. Good. Nice of us to tie back, tie this thing back in finally, right? Uh, but basically, Karate Kid went on a quest in the past to try to win over Princess Projector's father to get have them get married. So uh, there we go. We're back. Good way. And we're going to finally tie this thing back up. Tie it up. Maybe. I don't know. Because okay. then we go to the next page and Karate Kid leaves the screen and here comes everybody's favorite, most powerful Legionnaire Dream Girl. <gasps> Dream Girl. You know where her superpowers are, right? She, she, she's like Freddy Krueger, and she gets in her dreams. No, no, oh. <laughs> no, no. She just dreams about the future, and sometimes it comes true. Oh man! Now, if you were watching the Supergirl series, you may have seen the character Dreamer, and loosely based on Dream Girl. Yeah. Okay. It's her. So this is her dream. Nura is her ancestor. Oh. And but doesn't have the little weird dream powers that she has so dreamer sort of is a combination almost of like the sandman and dream girl okay because dreamer uses like a weird dream energy type power so it's not like she lives in your dreams does that make sense that makes sense so, it's, it's like a weird combination uh dream girl for the comics though literally just dreams and all of her visions come true see she's uh-huh. telling you right there on the last panel there they go, just as I foresaw it in my dream last night. Now I just have to hope the rest of my dream is wrong. Oh, no. Well, that seems like an incredibly bad superpower. It's a bad foreshadow. If you're hoping yeah. your superpower is bad, is wrong. Yeah. Oh, man. I hope nothing bad happens. I, I don't know. Maybe something will. But anyway, we go back outside, or back to Medicus 1, and we've got Element Lad repairing it. Uh-huh. So Element Lad's probably a little OP. Okay. As the kids would say. Yeah? Yeah, he can convert any element to another one. Oh, wow. <laughs> so he's like, check this power out. Boom. And he's like, I'm going to make this thing a better thing. Yeah, so, well, no, he's really saying, he said, I have the next one ready, guys. I'm taking free-floating hydrogen atoms and changing them to titanium, a, a, a titanium iron mixture. Wow. So, yeah, that's a... And then they're... Welding them back onto the ship, it looks like with Sun Boy. We've got dude, he'd be awesome. Cosmic boys moving them around, and he's, they're repairing Medicus One. He, they're fixing up the satellite. He's like he's like a Fortnite player. He's like a master builder, or or he's yeah. or he's like he's like if um if you were in 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 a Lego in a Lego verse, do you know who he'd be? I don't know. I think he'd be Wild Style. <laughs> okay, why well, I don't know who that is? Oh my gosh. People, if you're listening, do you think he'd be wild style? I think he'd be wild style. Well, anyway, okay. Uh, <laughs> we're back to the Legion story. All right. <laughs> There's a lot of text in this story, right? <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's it's it is chunky with the text. It is like it's a book, people. <laughs> it is. I think though, like it's interesting because I was reading through this and I was like. So have I been too critical of the text in the past, right? In other books, I've been like, there's too much text. Yeah. Uh, but then, like, I'm reading this. There's so many characters, you have to have this you much You have text. to, because there's so much going on with so many different people. They all have different voices. And they that's, 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 there's a lot going on. And this is a big team. A lot of different people, a lot of moving parts. <laughs> when we find out, they just have 21 of their 25 members earlier in the story. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Only 21 of the 25. 
And by the way, they're limited by tax purposes, so they can't have more than 25. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. <laughs> that was something some writer in the past put in there, so they couldn't expand the roster anymore. Who wrote this? Who wrote this story? Yeah. Or who wrote the tax story? Who, no, who wrote this Who wrote this story? Paul Levitz. Okay, I thought it was Sue Grafton. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, <Whoa>, snap! <laughs> we'll get to that later, yeah. folks. <laughs> like, like... P is for the punch. Paul Levitz will throw at you for comparing him to Sue Grafton. U is for the no, useless amount of characters. No, I don't think Paul Levitz would mind the Sue Grafton money. I know, right? Oh, my gosh. Uh, S is for the surmountable amount of characters thrown into a book. But uh, Paul yeah. Levitz, it's it's interesting because Paul Levitz got into the Legion. I think, I think it was like a... I think I was reading... It was like a torn-off cover of like Adventure Comics 310. Mm-hmm. so way back in the 60s but then he also like as a kid kept reading and he read all the Jim Shooter stuff yeah yeah. and so and always wanted to write it and he actually got a shot at writing the Legion back about 40 issues ago um, a, 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 I think it, it, the run ended right around like 244-ish yeah. and he hated the run like he didn't think he did a good job and then he got bounced off the book because the DC implosion happened in the Uh, 70s which we've referenced on the podcast before and he went back to just being an editor because they needed to give writers jobs so he got off the book and they put Jerry Conway on the book Mm. for a long time which is interesting in the Levitt's run though there was some Jim Starlin issues too Interesting. Which is really interesting because imagine if the implosion hadn't happened and Jim Starlin had created like the Legion universe. Yeah. So DC had Jim Starlin and they had him on a Space Odyssey book. Yeah. Wow. That's, yeah. Wow. I've gotten okay. one of these books signed by Jim Starlin, actually. So <sighs> some pretty crazy stories there, too. But yeah, it's fascinating so levitz is back on the book so he gets another shot at the book he wanted to write as a kid that's kind of cool and this that's, is that's nice that's it that's got to feel good and this is his first big story right so i said mentioned he did co-write or co-plot a couple of the end of the roy thomas stories mm-hmm. and the transition yeah you know because they knew he was going to pick the book up and roy was leaving right. but yeah this is his first this is his first issue and I will say, I think he does go a little overboard, maybe on the on the the text. But I don't know. It's like it, you know, it reads like an Archie book, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah. I mean, and Archie books have a lot of characters too. So I mean, that's fair. It's fair. That's one of the criticism of Legion. But I mean, they're teenagers in the future, so you lots know, of it's, talking. And I think too, they've sort of retconned this over time or explained it away. But really, it's more like they're in their twenties. Like, they say, like, teenager in the future really isn't a teenager, but people live so much longer, they sort of think of these as their, like, teenage years, if that makes sense. I see. Kind of like so me right So, really, now. they've dated these characters into, like, their 20s, because they're all getting married, you know, yeah. like, and they're not all getting married, but Lightning Lad and Saturn Girl are married, right, who we're about to meet here. <laughs> and her amazing... You just get a side shot of it, don't you? You don't get the full glory of the Saturn Girl bikini yet. No. You know. Cochran bikini costume. Yeah, you just kind of yeah. get a side shot. Uh, that costume has spurred on a lot of hate and love uh-huh. um, in Legion fandom. I see. You also get, you know this one, the Mike Grell sash Dave Cockrum Cosmic Boy costume, which is just like a black corset. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you just, there's one, that's the one I had Mike Grell draw. Uh-huh. Yes, yes. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I'd like that costume. I don't know either. It's pretty fantastic. <laughs> but it's... Uh, and then we get to another scene and we find out that Timberwolf was actually a patient <gasps> and he's having his appearance altered. His- and Lightning's lad like, well, that's stupid. And Lightlass is like, yeah, well, you know, why are you making fun of that guy? And so anyway, that's it. He's having his appearance altered so he looks like a normal boy. A normal boy. Instead of a wolfy boy that was created by the Zoomium that turned him into Timberwolf. After all this time, he wants to be a normal boy. Yeah, that's apparently so. Must be a normal. Well, then we get a flash over to Chameleon Boy, and Sunboy is asking him some questions about the doctors being surprised to see him mm-hmm. and wondering who sent the alarm, and they're they're speculating about who did it and all that because 
Lightning Lad's going to keep that secret. Oh. That secret that they'll keep until Timberwolf appears with an altered appearance, and then everybody knows he did it. It so seems like a silly secret to keep. It's like uh, the, the the Ugly Duckling show back in the 90s. I guess. <laughs> yeah, kind of. The reveal. Hello, everybody. Now I'm a supermodel. Who are you? I don't know who you are. Well, they've got the organ Lager's ship in tow, but down at the bottom of the page... By the way, those are cool spaceships, right? Yeah, those are pretty cool. Uh, we Something has been dropped off at Medicus 1. Oh, no. What is it? I don't know. We'll find out. Is it a bomb? I'm not going to tell you right oh, now. okay. So, well, and nothing can save you from the space invaders on Atari. Yeah, nothing can. Except for you and time. Until the next page when we get asteroids, missile command, and video pinball. Shoot. How many times did you flip video pinball in a row? Because I did it like three times. Man, I honestly, like... Those are all solid games in my in my, like I have all those in my on in my collection and those are all solid games in my in my book. So and do, do we need to explain to listeners what flipping means? Uh, flipping, yeah, probably. So some some listeners might not know what flipping is. Well, the score only went up to a certain amount, yeah. so it reset to zero when you got to that score. Yeah, <sighs> flipping. I don't remember what the score for video pinball was, but when you it wasn't particularly high. Yeah. It's one of those things where you're like, oh, I beat it. Now it's like the game. The, the games are they're just what they are now. <laughs> well, and then we flip the page and we get another ad. <gasps> Whoa. And we get to find out what Roy Thomas is up to. Captain Carrot. <laughs> he's off Legion <laughs> and he's on to Captain Carrot and his amazing zoo crew. I honestly, I, I, I like that because <laughs> it's so goofy. <laughs> Yeah, well, and I like the fact that I like the fact that Roy Thomas is playing in a universe like that, and yeah. and also working on All Star Squadron right now. So, <laughs> I mean, I, I just think it's a better place for him. Yeah. He's building the World War II universe. It just didn't. Amazingly, the the guy that loves the Golden Age superheroes, right, mm-hmm. didn't do a good job writing the 30th century heroes. Yeah, it's a, I mean different, Mate. different stuff, different place. Well, and he, of course, in the previous story, too, I, I said I wouldn't get too much into it. I won't. But he like half the story takes place in the 20th century, <laughs> which none of it does here. And I think that was part of the reason to get away from Superboy, too. Right. Like people love the Legion because it was in the future, in the future. And it was bright, shiny. Well, we get we get Saturn Girl and Lightning Lad here. And a lot of text. A lot <laughs> But we can summarize it by saying that Lightning Lad's trying to cook, and, and he's not very good at it. He's not. It's, uh, yeah. <laughs> and there you get Saturn Girl's full go-go boots and bikini costume. It's very futuristic. <laughs> yeah, let's just say, well, it's very 1970s fashion. Yeah. Hey, well, enjoy it, because you're not going to see it for long. Because it disappears and goes into something else. Let's say the next artist, who we won't reveal yet. Yeah. Gets rid of it fairly quickly. Has a different has a different costume. Costume change. Yeah, yeah it's a very. Well, we get to the next page, and it looks like um, they are Kirby crackling Timberwolf's face. Yeah, his face is like disintegrating. Wow. Yeah. And all of a sudden, he looks like a normal boy. He's a boy. And. Wunderbar. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and we find out that Lightning Lath lightning i almost called her lightning last because that's her name a lot of my reading oh. but light last was helping encourage him to get rid of his stupid animal face oh she didn't like his animal and, face yeah what she got against his animal face she loves him but she doesn't love his animal face yeah well she's also like doesn't she seems to love him and she's like it's interesting because we'll get an interesting scene a couple issues from now, but she's like, calm down, Ayla. That's her name. Uh, you love him. You love your life together. Just keep saying everything's okay. Try to forget what it's like being in love with a man who has a perpetual identity crisis since you met him. It's not his fault after all. So I don't know. Is she in love with him or is she in love with the caretaking of him? Uh, uh, that's a good, that's, that's a good question. And that's something that uh, the character's going to explore a lot in her future. So we'll, we'll leave that for here now. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's it. I, I like the fact that Levitz is continually 
planting seeds. And in this case, I, I won't tell you what happens necessarily, but he's planting the seeds for something that happens in 1981. Yeah. He's planting the seeds that have for something that happens in 1984 with the character. Okay. And planting the seeds for something that happens in like 2012. Oh, wow. When he gets to write the book later. Later. So, yeah, it's anyway, it's it's some cool stuff and and more stuff too, like 86. But yeah, like there's a lot of it's interesting because I go back and I read these two pages and just her thoughts. Right. And he's he builds off those thoughts for years. Mm. Like he went back to that well. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and there's a lot of uh, I guess I, I imagine like as a writer, he doesn't have like 19, you know, all those plot those points played out for her as a character right uh but i know like he would have you know people that wrote the legion had character books you know yeah yeah oh they had <laughs> yeah i'm sure they had gotta, book bibles and they went through and you got to keep track of everything right. and he wrote the book for a long time so there you go and then we we meet dr gimmel too up at the top and he'll stick around he's always wanting the legion to pay him so that's <laughs> pretty me. much it and oh boy and then the story takes a turn doesn't it does it not yeah it does <laughs> is it it's like giant murder bear yeah <laughs> i don't know what this thing is it's it's orangus is it organus organus? or orangus because I, I thought it was organus, organus. murder bear i don't know it's a it's a giant it's, i probably said it wrong for years it's in my brain uh, organus it, it's organus is near very near. I don't know what this thing is, Time but it grabs Lightning Lass and is like, or Light Lass and is like, I, I don't know what it's doing to her. He's trying to take her energy. Yeah. Trying to like suck her energy with his sucky tongue. <laughs> and we get a Pontiac something here. Oh, that man. You could build on a monogram model. Heck yeah, dude. Is that a Trans Am? Yeah, it is. Trans American, baby. And, <laughs> and then new Timberwolf, new face Timberwolf, oh, man. jumps in. And Timberwolf's going to get a costume update pretty soon, too. But it's, uh, yeah, here's Timberwolf uh, now, no longer looking like Wolverine. So we're definitely not going to compare the two characters ever again. No, never again. No, never again. never again. So you get the first issue of where they try to differentiate him from Wolverine to an extent. No, he doesn't look like Wolverine, but he looks like Wolverine. He, and he acts like Wolverine. <laughs> yeah. So it yeah. was always weird. Now he just <laughs> like looks he like Logan. jumps right in and starts beating up people he doesn't look like wolverine anymore now he just looks like logan right oh damn (laughs) yeah i don't know they tried i I guess but i i don't know i i'm i'm with you i think it's it seems like a lame attempt but i mean it gave them a reason to be on the 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 on the ast well it's not an asteroid on the space station so space hospital well anyway they're fighting organis and uh, the boys are playing D and D, which I find great. It's awesome. <laughs> it's so good. Cause yeah, I mean, I, I, D and D stays with the Levitt's run too. It, it keeps appearing. It's so, it's so fun. It's so good. It's kind of, it, and, uh, it's kind of funny. Like, okay. So, I mean, they call out the future in this cause they are playing on like a, like on a computer type, um, you know, table and everything like yeah. that 3d type whatever it's like playing on roll 20 now so it, it it feels like that or you know because like you're like oh hey cool i'm gonna play D D. i'm gonna uh you know get together with some friends across the country across the world whatever and different time zones and stuff like that just fire at the computer throw on roll 20 and you know have a have a session and just like you know play <laughs> yeah that's what it looks like to me and and then Brainiac's five is throwing shade at, at Lightning Lad. He's like, I calculate that the probability of our concluding the game of Dungeons and Dragons before the business meeting resumes is slight. <laughs> He's like, we're going to have another damn meeting to interrupt our game. Well, of course. <laughs> And then Sunboy gets sassy because he's like, we're not even going to have a quorum because Sunboy apparently has read Robert's Rules of Order <laughs> cover to cover, cover to make sure he's all set for all the Legion meetings. Yes. And the Legion Constitution, which, by the way, there is absolutely a Legion Constitution. I bet there is. And the fandom, especially in the APAs. Yeah. In the amateur press associations. Oh, yeah. That, that stuff gets tracked and, and kept brought back up from the Silver Age. Uh but 
a disaster happens and we find out that element lad is the deputy leader because oh. lightning lads so he's gonna have to take care of business here oh. uh-oh oh boy well they all fly up to the space station and like there's <laughs> well is that the same guy in the yellow suit that <laughs> at the beginning <laughs> that was down from the airlock oh, man. or did he get taken out by organic might be a different guy well, he might have got hurt again because Block seems to, like, destroy the airlock. Yeah. Just walking through it. Yeah, I think so. And they just, it seems like they just all sort of put up with Block's, like, uh, simpleness. Yeah. That's a but, <laughs> Is that a fair? That's fair. Put up with? I mean, yeah. ha, he means well. Yeah. Well, and then you're going to see what happens when two of your when two of your wizards fly straight into battle. Oh man! Because you've got Cosmic Boy, whose power is magnetism, mm-hmm. and Sun Boy, whose power is to shoot heat blast or radiate heat light. Yeah. And they both fly right into Organis, who, well, wins. No. Very easily. Yeah. Oh yeah. Against yeah. Or, them. Oh, yeah. He he takes them down. <laughs> but more importantly. Brainiac 5 looks shocked, and he says, My computer mind has stored the appearance of every known sentient animal in the galaxy. But not that. Oh, no. By my ancestors, not that. Not that. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, no. We don't know. Well, Organis is continuing to feed, and then, like, Element Rat, Lat, Element Lad, Rad might be the... Element Rad. Because it seems like radiation... Well, it seems like a bad idea, so I'm not sure how this went. He he wraps them in lead, and the organist melts it, mm-hmm. but somehow they're both alive. Yeah. I guess Sunboy probably could survive that. Probably. I don't know. Sunpower. Well, anyway, it, not looking good. Until here he comes to save the day, our good friend Block. Block. Brainiac 5 says, he says, put me in, coach. Brainiac 5 puts him in. He steps in front, blocks Organis, and then because he's made of silicone, he's a silicon-based life form, though they don't actually exactly say that here. Mm-hmm. Organis can't feed on the organic matter, and Organis is done. Oh, oh, oh. He kind of looks like the parasite, doesn't he? Once he oh, gets, yeah. you know, that would have been a. I think that would have been a cool. I'm sure the Superman office wouldn't have allowed that, but that would have been a cool tieback if it was like a future version of the parasite. Oh, that, yeah. Because he even says, Lightlass was correct. You cannot hurt me, Parasite. Perhaps you did not expect my inorganic rock form to be such as it is. So there we go. Too late for you. And Block saves the day. Yes. You can't stop the rock. <laughs> and later, <laughs> we end the issues we started because we are back at a meeting. Back in the meeting. Oh, my gosh. So many yeah. meetings these superheroes have. Well, and that's where he says, I was wrong. He says, with the return of Ultra Boy and Superboy, that gives us an active membership of 23 within our legal limit of 25. And Block is like, legal limit? And Lightning Lad says, yeah, for tax purposes, Block, it's a long story. <laughs> and you can go back to Action Comics 387, written by... Come on. Uh, written by... Uh, pew, pew. Shooter? Jim Shooter? Written by Jim Shooter. I, I'm not going to set you up like that unless it's written by Jim Shooter. <laughs> okay. You don't, yeah, like, I, if it was a Carrie Bates issue, I'm not going to set you up that okay, way. Okay, okay. Yeah. So, you're like, anyway, he says he declares this meeting in, in adjourned and asks people if they, and Brainy's like, Dungeons and Dragons, anyone? <laughs> <laughs> you're incorrigible. And that sets us up for our one-shot issue where we're resetting a bunch of the plot lines. We're giving some characterization to folks, and we get Night Never Falls at Nullport in the next issue. All right. And Dream Girl in the Forgotten Future. <sighs> so there there you have it. There's our first issue in our run-up to the Great Darkness Saga. Woo! It, I, it, this was it, it, a lot going on, a lot of characters, a lot of, a lot of stuff, and I... I enjoyed it. I liked I liked how it it really for someone who's not read a lot of it. I mean, we've read a couple of the older ones and stuff like that and I I I like those, but reading this and I felt like there was for a new reader, uh it it brought me in. It got me a little bit of the development of the stuff. It showed me a little bit of the characters. It kind of brought out a little bit of their powers and stuff like that with this type of uh this type of 
uh, I guess, action that they were put into or this dilemma that they had to go up against, you know, this, this, uh, this big bad. And they, they all had their different things that they, they, they failed at. And, <laughs> and it let the, the, the block character shine. So, yeah, well, and it's, it's interesting because this is Paul Levitz's second shot, as mm-hmm. I mentioned to you at, at doing the, the book. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think he's trying to, it's sort of like when we were reading the Iron Man books, right? Yeah. Where they were basically like, we've got to get away from what was being done before. Right. Immediately. Yeah. Like, no Anamen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and now we're in the same boat, right? Like, where they're literally, I, I think he doesn't say it here necessarily, but, and I've not seen him say it in an interview, though. I mean, I've seen him. I've seen Paul Levis talk about the transition from the Reflecto saga, mm-hmm. but I haven't seen him like throw Roy Thomas under the bus. I think the closest thing I've seen him say about Roy Thomas and some of the artists and then even even Jerry Conway, who wrote the book for a long time, is that he was way more vested in the Legion than those two writers were. Oh. And JM uh, DeMatteis even wrote a couple of fill-in issues in that time frame it's it's an interesting look back but he just you know he knew he really paul levitz really wanted the book and he was invested in the characters had you know been a fan since he was a kid i think he'd even written for some of the appas so like it's yeah you're looking at somebody who really wants to do this so doesn't want to screw it up uh i do want to highlight uh what was going on in the past on the letters pages for you okay So the first letter says, Dear Editor, in trying to decide who Reflecto might be, I read through some old issues. My new guess is Quanto, the nobler than thou member of the Taurus gang from Adventure 374. See, the Legion has some dedicated fans. I see. (laughs) Uh, As for this month, so that, that, by the way, that issue would have happened like uh, over like 15 years ago. Okay, yeah. Uh, Not 15, I think 13. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, As for this month's issue 278, it was skillful and entertaining with only one problem. Nothing happened. At the end of 277, (laughs) we knew who Grimbor Grimbor! (laughs) was responsible for this mess. Uh, Where the North Pole is, or in the North Pole his hideout is, and why Charma, uh, he was doing this. So his his ex, because she was murdered in jail. Oh, no. Uh, We know Reflecto was there to... protect that's phantom girl p girl but we knew the stolen cargo was being used by grimboard to do it and at the end of 278 we knew the same things plus a few added details reflecto is a little older than the legionnaires and stolen cargo was a power jewel and six legionnaires were captured but first two are pretty minor and the third is two because let's face it we know the legion will win and they aren't going to lose four or five members in the process (laughs) <laughs> it would have seemed more like something happened had the story not ended with a replica of the last panel from the previous month, Karate Kid and Princess Projector watching a chain in the sky. Artwork was better in 277. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> but the basics are still good. Gotcha. That is like that is like the worst compliment sandwich ever. <laughs> it's like that was like compliment slap critique <laughs> they just like looks like a dagwood yeah and then a compliment at the end Stuart landers 222 franklin street cambridge mass if you were wondering yeah um and that i would say too that was a re that response is no pun intended reflective <laughs> see what mm-hmm. i did there uh-huh. yeah of the reflecto saga and the response from fans uh i think a lot of people were okay with the jimmy jane's art mm-hmm uh, but uh, you also had Ditko drawing stories in there, Ooh. so you were flipping between Jimmy Janes and Steve Ditko, which was really weird. Yeah. And then you were getting George Perez covers in there oh, too, man. At times, which is it's bizarre. Um, so Talk they they, they they suffered what happens to many comics, right? They have uh, they just have problems with consistency of getting an artist, and because because who wants to draw the Legion? Yeah, it's a lot. It is. It's a lot, and Steve Ditko would just show up for work sometimes, and he'd always get hired because of Spider Man. Mm-hmm. But you know, he never stayed on books long. 
at this point, and he was just doing it for a paycheck. And the books reflect that. It's not great. It's like, well, I mean, like you, you got to think about it. Like, I mean, after act in this time frame, it's they're they're working to work. They're just jumping from job to job to to stay to stay relevant to stay working. Yeah. Because. Well, and then we get a note at the bottom. Roy and Jimmy have gone on to other assignments, so that's Jimmy Janes mm-hmm. and Roy Thomas. Uh, but we hope you'll be as excited about our new team as writer Paul Levitz returns after a three-year absence and teams up with our new regular penciler, at least for now, Pat Broderick. And just to foreshadow in, Pat Broderick won't be around for long. He's only around for like three issues. Really? So only three issues? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Wow. It's a quick. It goes. It goes quick. It, yeah. Well, but we get. Uh, should we? We won't tell them yet. We get another artist who I probably said in the podcast already, but I'm just gonna leave it a surprise. Okay. We get another artist who we've talked about a lot in the last year of podcasts. All right. Shows up to partner with Paul Levitz. All right. And like I said, I, I think I told you before we started recording, you're going to flip a page in one of these and you're going to be like, oh my God, that's the 30th century. Okay. Okay. I'm excited. I can't. I'm wait. excited too. I mean, I, I like this first issue. I think it's a, it's a good starting point mm-hmm. for folks to get to know folks mm-hmm. uh, there may be a little bit too much too many characters i think a little bit mm-hmm. uh blocking us from getting to know but you see characterization being built for these characters and you see levitt starting to peel them off right yeah. and and let you know who they actually are i mean light Lass, who got very little characterization in her entire run mm-hmm. of comics get some good characterization here yeah. and instead of just being timberwolf's girlfriend right she's talking about her relationship and her mind yeah. and thinking about it. Uh, we get some play with Lightning Lad. Something, Something's obviously going on there. He seems a little stressed out. Mm-hmm. We find out a little bit about Block, who had had very little characterization up to that point. Yeah. He becomes the hero of the day. <laughs> yeah. And we find out that Brainiac 5 really loves Dungeons & Dragons, yeah. which I had no idea. And it's, that's See, that's cool. It's kind of fun. And I look forward to you getting to know a little bit more about uh, some of these characters. By the way, yes. before we go, I was looking at the letter page and I didn't read th- this, but the TM Maple wrote one of the letters. Oh. Do you know about TM Maple? Tell me. At all? No. Like he's one of the most prolific comics letters writers in history. Okay. He had letters everywhere. That's what I know about him. Oh. I'm just telling you, like if you see a TM Maple letter, that's a big deal. Oh. <laughs> I did not know. Well, start looking in your old comic books for TM Maple letters. Wrote a, read a lot of comics, wrote a lot of letters. He, he did. Okay. I will look uh, so for TM Maple letters. The fans out there that know TM Maple will know. Like, they'll they'll know. They'll know. Well, we could get an Aurora convert. Uh, instead of getting an Aurora uh, monster, we could get an Aurora Corvette, which seems highly disappointing. Okay. I would, I'd much rather have an Aurora Universal monster. I will tell you, these, like, AFX tracks um uh i bought one at a toy show and the the way that they slide the these slot car tracks the way that they slide together um they are really hard to put together and to take apart like once you get it together they don't come apart very easy and if you're a child trying to put these together uh, i'm an adult um i cut myself i cut my hand open and had to get a butterfly uh, like, ow! Yeah, because it was that bad, but it was not bad enough for stitches. But it was it was bad. Like I, I sliced my finger, um, like pretty bad. Like, and I I felt so stupid. And the, they're like, "What did you do?" And I explained it, and they're like, "We haven't seen an injury like this for like years." And I was like, "The doctor was like, um, what are you like? Did you time travel?" <laughs> I, was, nah. I was like, uh, "No, I bought this at a toy show," and he's like. Um, I might want to give you a tetanus shot because like, he was more afraid that I, I like cut myself with the metal part, but it was the plastic. <laughs> well, I had some slotless racing tracks oh. when I was a kid that I got at like, I think the B and I. Oh man. Yeah. And no, no, I went to, I got a new car at the B and I, I, we got the original track at a garage sale, but the B and I had the cars that went with yeah, it. Yeah. The, the B and I swap and shop. Swap and shop. Uh, former home of Ivan the Gorilla. Yes. Featured in a terrible Disney movie. Ugh, so sad. 
so disappointing. Like they could have just told the real story of Ivan the gorilla yeah. and it would have been so much better. So much better. I remember, I remember when we were in high school, like he was still there and yeah. I went there and it was, it was, it was very depressing. Yep. Oh, I, I met the guy that raised him when he was little Ivan oh. before he was in the cage. Oh my gosh. But yeah. Anyway, um, to get off of Ivan before we get sad. Yeah, yeah. Legos on the back cover, so we've got... I always wanted these Legos and never got them. I hope Anne has some. Uh, you know, okay, so she doesn't have, like, these classic sets, but she she's done, uh, like, these these kind of, like, expert builder style technique, set, technique sets, and they're, they're tough. Like, I mean, she's got stuff that, like, the engine works, and st- or not engine works, but, you know, it does all this stuff, and everything the wheels turn that that whole thing and everything like that and she's like these are so hard to to do they're very like very involved builds and stuff but she's got a couple of them and it's i to to watch her just like get into a whole set and just sit there and like build something up like that and like just to get into it and just like watch her throw like a couple hours into building it and then all right cool <laughs> well yeah so well what an appropriate car to have on the back a lego set to have on the back of a legion book too with so many moving parts <laughs> so and many so many different parts. characters yeah. being so complex yes very well i i think we should go ahead and wrap this one up okay um we this is the end of where well, we're on 284 so we'll be on to 285 next time if you want to follow along these are all available on dc infinite they are available in uh they're available on uh amazon or whatever comiXology all of that uh also probably these first few issues you can probably just find in a dollar bin oh, yeah. until we get to the great darkness stuff so i mean there you go um so go grab legion of superheroes volume 2 284 285 286 287 read along with us as we go we're gonna read annual number one two and then we're going to get to 288. I think I think that's the order I told you to read them in, yeah. but eh, we'll figure it out. And then, uh, yeah, we'll keep moving forward with these. And uh, I think moving up to, lead, we'll get to the Great Darkness Saga, but I'm also going to just tell you, how to, I'm not going to tell you which issue. I don't want to spoil your reading. But one of these issues that we're going to read is, is in my top 10 of single issue stories of all time. Okay. I'll just leave it at that, and we'll see if you agree when you read it, but I don't want to tell you which one because I don't want to spoil it. All right. And uh, do you have anything to plug right now? I can plug the Jiu-Jitsu lawyer certified Jiu-Jitsu Paul Boudreau just had his gym repainted, and it is freaking amazing. It is now, he's got new mats. It's an amazing place to work out now. There's a giant Goku on the wall now. Oh, nice. Uh, you'll have to, I'll, maybe I'll link out to his, uh, his Facebook page in the podcast notes because it is sweet. You, Greg, you need to come down and see it in person. I, I should make a trip down to check it out. I, I, I'm not joking. It's cool. You and Anne should both come down and check it out. I'm serious. Just come down on a Monday yeah. in the morning and check it out. Uh, and let's see, we've got absolute zeros, right? Yeah. Absolute zeros coming out in March pre-order now. Um, we are very excited. Uh, Mike Tanner and I wrote it, and Gabrielle Gomez did the art, and it is it is getting good reviews out there for all the uh, the folks that are that got advanced copies and stuff like that. So, I <laughs> folks got advanced copies. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, I don't. How about a I fine have, member I, of the podcast media I, has not gotten it advanced I, copy? I have no like this is ridiculous. This. The publisher has all the control. Really? Yeah. I have no control. I have no. Do they not realize the importance that our podcast has and the influence that it has where I could be reading this book and talking about it and promoting it for them? I I mean, on our Legion schedule right now, it's we're not going to get to your book until April or May. Well, I can I I can talk to them and see if we can get an advanced copy and uh, and 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 see if they can they can shoot me one over. But um, really, well, it's a little late now. I know it's a little, but we can shoehorn it in. Oh, are you sure? Well, anyway, um, well, if you, I just want to let everybody know that you're not like me. You're actually appreciated by Greg and the publisher, unlike me. (laughs) And if you order the hardback version of Absolute Zero's Camp Launchpad, you will get 
an MXPX CD with your order signed by Greg Smith. You, you will not. <laughs> you will not. It will also smell like fresh vanilla cupcakes that, that, floating we, out of the oven. We, I mean, we can try to do that, but I, I can't guarantee any MXPX CDs. If you bring one to me, I will sign it for you. <laughs> I see. Um, so again, the publisher and Greg not delivering on their promises. We've been promising this for months, and all of a sudden, Greg is just coming out here and saying it's not going to happen. I'm holistically disappointed in all of this. I, I am pretty sure uh, the fine gentleman from MXPX would be like, "Why are you? Why are you packaging our CD with um, our our CD from from 15 years ago with your book that's coming out in 2024?" <laughs> I think they'd find it amazing. They probably need the the rub. Uh, so. Uh, <laughs> that's 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 great uh washington love and of that's course what you I can say. find greg <laughs> oh you can find me at uh, the retro emporium uh most nights and weekends <laughs> yeah yeah and that's on meeker street in kent washington yeah. you can't miss it can't miss it's it it's the coolest store in kent it is because kent has tons of cool stores we do there's the there is the sweet things bakery uh where you can get all your sweet things that is true. and you can get uh rocks at rocks uh, at uh, uh more than rocks and, uh, and Woo Fitness. Woo, big Woo Fitness. Woo. woo. Uh, Gray Sun's <laughs> Tattoos. But it's not Woo, it's Woo. Uh, Gray Sun's Tattoos. They are actually doing a thing for the, uh, um, uh, the I want to say, uh, what is it? The Rat City Roller the Derby? Kent, Magic Kent Days? No, for Rat City Roller Derby. Um, come Kent in. Days of Thunder? Kent Days of Thunder. Yes. So, uh, yeah, check out check out all the awesome stuff on Meeker Street and and uh we're just a, we're just a little we're just a little hidden gem down there and if you're not in the northwest you can follow you know the retro emporium on facebook and the insta yeah yeah so check it out check out ann's store uh she'll hook you up with all sorts of things like if you are looking for something let her know and if she finds it she you'll be on her list there you go <laughs> and with that i think we should wrap this bad boy up and uh yeah so read 285 and you'll be with us next time and other than that i think we're done yeah okay all right let's be done let's be done let's be done i'm trying i can't find the button